Warning. Anime Out of Context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Anime Out of Context. The show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I sing that age-old classic, Hit Me Weeby, one more time. <laughs> God damn, I wasn't gonna laugh until you did, Dylan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, it's been a hot minute since we've done some immersion theater, I'd like to say. I hate wherever this is going. I mean, the very first episode you and I did together, we did kind of a what if you were the protagonist in this scenario type of setup. All right, so I guess we're going to do a similar thing now? Exactly. I figured we, I would paint a picture for you about the anime we're going to be talking about today. All right, let's see how I would behave in the following scenario. You are an anime protagonist. But not just any anime protagonist. You are a young high school girl. All right, very believable so far. My natural environment. Mm-hmm. It's something you're quite used to, I'm sure. And unfortunately for you, your mother has just died. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I, I feel very, very average as far as anime protagonists go. I'm generally sad, maybe a tiny bit angsty. Ah, but you're actually fairly happy-go-lucky as far as things go. Okay, I've coped well with how things are going. Yeah, my mom is dead, but you know, don't we all have a couple of dead moms in our backyard? It happens. Uh, Remington, do we need to talk about your hobbies again? This is my immersion theater, Sean. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so your mother has passed away tragically in a car accident. And so you decide, or rather, you don't have much of a choice, but you have to go and live with a relative, uh, the grandfather on your mother's side. Not my dad? No, your dad is dead, too. Oh, okay. You Both of my parents have died. I'm still pretty happy, uh, and now I get to live with my grandpa, so it's all cool. He's cool. Neat. Yeah, basically. And except for one slight issue, your grandfather's home needs to be remodeled, so much so that there isn't room for anybody other than the grandfather himself to live there. So he has asked you to find a new place to live, a place with one of your friends so that you can stay for a couple weeks or months while you're in school and while they're renovating things, and uh, also to get a job to help pay for your tuition. How would you go about that? All right, well, first of all, Granddad, not wildly helpful. I mean, come on, your child and my parent has died. Maybe you should be a little bit more supportive, but that's fine. He's old, uh, and if I'm in Japan, then I have a bit more respect for him than I would in Western states, so it's fine. Meanwhile, looking at my friends, I'm going to find one of my one of my gal pals. Okay. Uh, find find a great gal pal and see if I can stay with them. My my BFF probably. Meanwhile, looking at the different jobs, uh, looking at the different jobs, I'm probably going to be one of those girls that's just like friends with you for money, and that that's the type of thing I'll do. You know about host clubs? I mean, they've been touched upon. Sort of. I mean, briefly, yes, but you think high school girls are host club participants? 
I think I could be. <laughs> oh, man, you do have the luscious locks for it. I would risk going to jail to spend some hours with you. Oh, I thank you. I'm very, very flattered. Uh, so but... that that's my plan of attack. Oh, which friend would you choose in particular? What What's their personality like? Uh, well, my, my BFF is going to be surprisingly different from me. I would say that they are almost the other side of the coin. So it's going to be mildly surprising that we're even friends in the first place, but we still stick by each other. Oh, that's pretty accurate. The only problem is, is you're completely wrong. Fuck. What you really should do is <laughs> realize... Wait a minute, I don't want to be a burden to my friends, so what I'm going to do instead is go live in a tent in the woods. What? <laughs> okay, okay, let me, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I, I misunderstood. Oh, I yeah, assumed yeah. I was rational or sane, but now that I know that I am completely and utterly devoid of any reason, I'm going to become a hermit, say, screw society, go live in a tent. I don't even need a job because who needs cash? I'm going to live off of the land, and if I need to, I'll eat my own goddamn flesh if I have to, and who are you to judge my life? Aren't you being a little bit extreme, Remington? Y you know what? I am. I would not eat my own flesh. I would eat the flesh of others. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, so you're, you're taking it too far into the crazy department. Bring it back a bit. You're a very kind and compassionate young lady who realizes that living in somebody else's house is quite a burden on people, especially if your two closest friends don't have the best living arrangements themselves. So I start the Hermit High School Host Club? <laughs> <laughs> is that the anime title? Because that is a surprisingly decent anime title. It's pretty good, <laughs> but not quite. Damn. Not quite. There's actually an anime that's very similar in concept, believe it or nope. not. But... <laughs> but no, no, no. You just think to yourself, Hey, I'm going to have to live on my own eventually. My mother did it for years before I was born. She didn't even get to go to high school. But I'm going to show that I am strong and independent and I can go to high school on my own uh, and pay the tuition itself. So you get a job as, you know, a maid, basically, a cleaner, someone who works at a hotel and cleans up a thing just to get enough pay for your, well, tuition for your school. Maid, hostess, I think those are basically the same. They're very different. They're a few skips away. I mean, there's a pretty big barrier, and that's usually consent. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you, you realize, I can manage this. It's just living in a tent for a couple months. It's not that big of a deal. A couple months? Oh, because of, until they're renovated, until they're yeah, handled. Un until the house there. is livable, basically. What, does Grandpa have a grandma? No. Is she dead too? Probably. <laughs> of course. What about my grandparents from my other side? No idea. Probably dead too. Probably. Just Okay, so in this scenario, my entire family, except for grandpa, who for some reason has enough funds to, to really refurbish his own house, get it all repaired and nice, but has no way of assisting his granddaughter, who has just lost her parents tragically and horribly 
Meanwhile, I am not very phased by the whole trauma issue, nor do I maybe have any good friends I feel like I can rely on, and I want to be independent. So I become a hermit out in the woods because that's what a rational teenage girl does. So that way, I don't have to pay rent, and I can just ignore any laws that might get in the way of that, and maybe I can find a crappy minimum wage job that will suffice me in my terrible beastly lifestyle. Style, and maybe by working at McDonald's or whatever parody of McDonald's they decide to have, we'll call it Wickdonald's. Ooh, I changed the letter upside down. Then, <laughs> through that minimum wage, I can pretend I can afford existence in the real world. Don't be ridiculous, Remington. You're just making enough money to have a little bit of food and pay your tuition so you can keep going to high school. Because your mother's dying wish was always to have you go through high school and have the things that she couldn't have as a child. Because your mother didn't graduate high school. She didn't have the ability to. She couldn't afford it. Uh, okay. Are there no free high schools? Or cheap high schools? Or high schools where I'm like, hey, my parents died. I mean, there could be, but your mother wanted you to get the best education possible, and all your friends are at this school, and there's just a minor tuition cost. School in Japan is just a little bit different, because technically high school is not compulsory. Do my friends know that I'm a hermit? No, of course not. You don't want to tell them that, because then they would immediately uh, take the burden of taking you in upon themselves, and you don't want to do that to them. Oh my god, Sean. Sean, I've made a realization. What's this realization? I know what you're showing me. What am I showing you? I'm thinking about it and putting together the pieces, and what I already know, I am a high school teenage girl who is trying to be as successful and compassionate as humanly possible. Meanwhile, I have a secret hidden life as a terrible hermit creature. Don't. This is Umaru-chan part two! <laughs> no! No, it's not. You're wrong on so many accounts. First of all, Umaru's chance parents are still alive. Not anymore. It's part two. <laughs> what happened to her brother then? <laughs> he died as well. Truck coon strikes again? Obviously. <laughs> God damn it, Remington. And Umaru-chan is the least compassionate high school girl we've ever discussed. She's very caring with her friends. She just doesn't give a shit about her brother. I don't know if that's entirely accurate. That's just because you don't know Umaru-chan the way I know Umaru-chan, Sean. You are trash, Remington. Of the Moe variety. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're very wrong. And uh, this is just the setup for the show. All right, what is the actual show, then? Well, the show is a show... That after you find yourself in this situation, you've been doing this for a few days, a few weeks, and you're doing pretty well. And then one day, as you're getting ready to go to school, being the schoolgirl that you've always wanted to be, um, you come across a house in the woods. Is, is this a spooky anime? Don't be ridiculous, Remington. Why would this be ever be a setup for a spooky anime? Because I am a stupid high school girl and I've just found a cabin in the woods. I mean, it's not a cabin. It's more of like a fancy little house. Ooh, I found a, a cottage or a fancy mansion in the woods. Also spooky. <laughs> but it's, it's well run. And you go up and you see a couple uh, art pieces drying out on the front porch. And you think, oh, those are cute. And then I get stuck within the art. What kind of meta show are you creating, Remington? 
I'm just trying to figure out where the twist is because there's always a twist and I'm trying to immerse myself into the character and figure out what's going on. Is it spooky? Do I get thrown into the art? Am I going to get murdered? I don't know yet, so I'm spitballing. Don't be ridiculous. You look at the art and you think to yourself, oh, I recognize this. This is a depiction of the 12 animals of the Zodiac. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it's kind of cute. They're like cute little ball-shaped stones and you're like, oh, they're really nice. And then a man comes out from inside the house and is like, oh, there's a strange girl on my front porch. How would you react? As the, as the strange girl on the porch still. Exactly. Well, if everything is kosher, I'm going to ask about the artwork. Okay, that's pretty reasonable. And that's kind of what happens. First, you obviously being a kind and compassionate person that you are. You quickly apologize for trespassing because why would you do that? You're trespassing on somebody's property. It's rude. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot I had manners as this hermit high school gal. Yeah, you're, you're a nice, respectful young lady who's trying to be independent and strong-willed. It's fine. And after apologizing, you point out that they like the, that you like the Zodiac animals and you think they're amazing. But you notice something's missing. One of the signs is missing, and then he is like, hey, this is a magical girl anime where we have 11 other magical girls fitting the other Zodiac. It's time for you to fill in the last one. Don't be ridiculous, Remington. Damn. <laughs> He's like, you notice because your mother always told you a lovely story when you were young about the myth of the Chinese Zodiac, saying that there were originally going to be 13 animals, but the rat ended up tricking the cat and told him that the uh, gathering was going to be on a different day, so the cat didn't, never got to join the 12 animals of the Zodiac, and you felt a little bad for the cat yourself, and you realize that amongst the 12 animals depicted, there's still no cat. So the message I'm getting from this anime so far is, lol, cats are dumb. What? <laughs> They're getting tricked by mice. They're dumb. Oh, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you, first of all, what do you know about the Chinese Zodiac? I know that I'm a rat, and thus I'm smarter than the dumb cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I, I love that I now have a recording of you saying, I'm a rat. <laughs> Nobody is surprised. I know a handful of the different symbols. I know that each year is a year of something. Yes, and uh, it's all foundation in a specific myth where uh, God or whatever deity invited a bunch of the world's animals to come for a banquet, essentially, and honor them with the title of Zodiac. So they kind of have a year associated with them and some other cultural significant stuff. Uh, but the big part of the big myth is uh, there was going to be a cat included, but the cat gets tricked and is uh, left out of the Zodiac. And so this turns into an intense investigative mystery where you try and figure out where the cat has gone and can we put it back into the Zodiac. <laughs> you want to see if the cat came back the very next day? I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I'm giving you a play-by-play -play here, man. Can't you be immersed? How? Give me your best high school girl voice right now. All right, here we go. What should I say? My name is Toru Honda. Am, am I a normal high school girl or a Japanese high school girl? Whatever you think is best. A normal high school girl, because otherwise it will definitely come across as really racist. You don't have to drop a heavy 
accent on it, you prick. <laughs> well, if I was a Japanese schoolgirl, I'm going to try to be a Japanese schoolgirl, but I'll just be a schoolgirl. All right, so what, what's the line? My name is Toru Honda. My name is Toru Honda. Yeah, close enough. That'll do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting invested. You're in character. You're an actor, Remington. You understand how this goes. And after talking with this strange man, uh, another person comes out of the house. And you'll never guess who it is, Remington. It's the dreamy prince of your high school. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Could you do that for me one more time, please? Never again. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. I have it on recording. It's fine. And, of course, you're a little shocked by this because you're in a strange cabin in the middle of the woods where you're near where you've pitched a tent and this dreamboat of a boy who not many people know anything about is apparently living and offers to walk to school with you. Isn't that exciting, Remington? No, because I don't want anyone to know I live in a tent. Well, they don't know that you live in a tent. They just know that you happen to be in the area and you say you got lost on your way to school. But they would know if... Oh, I, I, oh, this was on the way to school. Yes. Oh. As you're leaving the forest. You know, you're going through the forest <laughs> to get to the streets to go to of school. Of course. I'm wildly excited. Of course you are. He's a dreamboat and has those very nice, luscious, feminine features that you're all about in your men. He's a great metrosexual... Japanese prince of a man. I think that's politically correct enough for our show. That works. <laughs> <laughs> and after you get to school, there's a lot of interrogation going on, and, you know, you're not really sure what's going on. You know, people are like, oh, you're walking with the prince. This is very exciting. Why would you do that? How could you do that? He's our prince. You can't take him from us. Is, you know, is he an there. actual prince? Oh, don't be ridiculous. He's just hes just described as a prince because he's very regal and noble and very soft-spoken. Okay. Can I ask a quick question? What's your question, Remington? When is this story set? Uh, this is set in the early 2000s, late 90s. Okay, just had to check. Why is that? Because he, he's just giving off a vibe as if I suddenly went back in time a long time. You're not too far off. Oh. This anime is actually one of the most popular anime in its genre. If you couldn't tell, it's a shoujo anime. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. Like, it's super fucking shoujo. Like, shoujo to the extreme. And uh, this is one of the anime that when people talk about shoujo, they're like, oh, you mean like this? Okay, so what exactly is it? Well, it's a show called Fruits Basket, Remington. This is one that I have heard the name of. Yes, you have, Remington. I know literally nothing about it besides it was mentioned a lot, especially at Anime Bonsai, which was confusing to me because I have never heard of it outside of things like that, but I heard about it so much. It's actually one of the most popular uh, shoujos in the United States, actually, specifically. Oh. Uh, almost on par with Sailor Moon in a lot of reasons. Oh, wow. Okay. W why? Uh, just because it was had a lot of cuteness, adorableness, some decent gags, and some uh, fun emotional moments that a lot of young girls and some young guys, too, really enjoyed watching and uh, empathizing with. All right, but Sean, there's something missing here. What? There's a puzzle piece that is not in place. What's that puzzle piece? I don't know what the fucking puzzle piece is, Sean, but it's something. There's some weird twist where it's like, oh, yeah, it's perfectly normal. 
Except they're all actually futuristic zombie prince wizards that are all trying to take over the world and you're leading the rebellion. But it's not about any of the political intrigue. It's just about the romance, but there's a whole lot going on behind. And the reason it's Fruit Basket is because if you look very closely into one of the expository backstories about the prince, he was always denied the fruit that was in the basket that he was forced to draw. So it is a real metaphor about how he's forced to create what he can never have. So now he has to create the life he wants, but he can never truly have it as he's creating it. It's simply a representation of what he wants. There's some missing puzzle piece here, Sean. Did you just describe the Star Wars prequels? Mildly. <laughs> <laughs> They're my favorite anime. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is my waifu. <laughs> Oof, that hurt. But no, Remington, it's not quite as dramatic of a twist as you're thinking. All in all, what it boils down to is after a day of being interrogated and thinking about uh, this boy, uh, Soma is his last name. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's mm. it, Don't worry. He's not red hair. He has nothing to do with cooking. Thank God. He's the exact opposite of Soma from Shokugeki no Soma. 10 out of 10 best character out there. He's not even voiced by a guy. Oh? Oh, yeah. No, he's voiced by a woman. It, is, is it a woman? No. Okay. Okay, that's fine. That makes sense. That's still... Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty common thing in a lot of anime and Japanese media. And even over here in the States, actually. Like, uh, for those of you who like Dragon Ball Z, you may not have realized that Kid Trunks in the Boo Saga is voiced by a woman. And a lot of different kids, especially young boys, are voiced by women. Yeah. And this one's especially effeminate, so he sounds very much like a woman. But after you watch it for a while, you kind of get used to it, and it's not as noticeable. All right, but what's the missing puzzle piece, you fuck? Well, after your busy and, like, hectic school day, you decide to go home to your tent, uh, only to find out that uh, you have been followed by the people in the cabin on your way home. Like, Soma had followed you home just to see uh, why you guys were in the woods, or they happen to come across you is basically what ends up happening. It was, it's very, it's deus ex machina, basically. They're walking, it's like, hey, there's a girl in the woods next to a tent. That's strange. And they come and talk to you, and they're like, why are you on our property? Because I'm trying to be independent. Yes, that's exactly what you say, basically. <laughs> Just a bit more long and drawn out and a bit more empathetic. Uh, can you be empathetic for me, Remington? No. <laughs> <laughs> So you're just going to be pathetic instead. That works. And they invite you back to their house to talk about that stuff and explain yourself. And then a landslide happens and crushes your tent. Hey, that's my tent! And all of your precious things, including the only picture you have of your deceased mother. Oh no, it looks like I have to live with the rich heartthrob. Uh, th yes, actually. But he's not that rich. I have to live with the decently well-off heartthrob living in the woods. Yes, yes, and it's it's kind of your typical shoujo setup. You know, you got a pretty boy, and you're going to try and live with him, and they offered a, in exchange for cleaning up the house because it's a bunch of guys living in a house, so they're slobs. All right, and there's going to be some walking in the bathroom scene. Oh, I didn't know you were there. Actually, no. Ooh. At least not within the first, like, 10 to 20 episodes. Okay, I'm pleasantly surprised, considering that is a trope we have seen at least a dozen times thus far. That is true. Uh, but there is a twist I have left out for you, Remington. I genuinely have no idea what it is. 
all of the members of of this family they're re related uh soma is related to the other fellow share an unfortunate curse they're vampires and this is twilight <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> i do have an anime for you though god no i'm not making this up remington there is basically twilight anime but in high school it's i don't worst. want it yeah i didn't want it either but uh, hey, anything is better than Twilight, right? All right, what's the curse? The curse is whenever a member of this family comes into physical contact, particularly an embrace of the opposite sex, a horrible curse befalls them. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to leave it for a surprise. <laughs> what? Okay, well, easy fix. Hey, don't hug me. Well, it, this is a comedy anime, Remington. They have to accidentally hug each other all the time, or at least fall on top of each other so the contact is there. Okay, it seems like it's going... <laughs> okay, it seems like it's going to be wildly convoluted, and like there's going to be very poor motivation for a lot of different actions. With that being said, I'm not very optimistic about this. It's actually a lot more straightforward than you'd think. Because the show is literally just the situations of Toru living in this house with these people who have this affliction and how they deal with the affliction as well as growing up as a teenager in early 2000s Japan and just growing up in general with some fun random comedy stuff sprinkled in and some very, I'll say dated, but very interesting animation techniques they use for comedy as well as dramatic effect. Uh, but I will say this, Remington, there are going to be things you will enjoy in this show. Okay. Mostly, there's going to be a lot of cute things. Uh, well, are they, like, the cute girls doing cute things type, which I can appreciate, nope. but is it going to be Moe? It's going to be your kind of Moe, yeah. Oh, my God. I yes. don't know if it's going to trigger every reaction every time it happens, but you might get a few of your chuckles. Oh, I'm so excited. But aside from that, the, there's one big reason why I'm doing this anime now. I don't really give a shit. I stopped listening after Moe, but continue talking for the listeners. So this anime originally came out in 2001, Remington. All right. Which, uh, you know, long, long time ago, right when anime really started coming over to the States and started getting dubbed. Uh, Funimation, this was one of the first Funimation dubs that really grew in popularity with the shoujo style. And people will constantly refer back to it when they're talking about a good shoujo anime. A lot, it's a childhood anime for a lot of people which makes it, you know, a bit of a sensitive subject for all of us. Uh, well, more specifically, you and me on this podcast giving our opinions about it, because if they turn out to be wrong or horrible, if people don't like them, we might get axed. <laughs> that is a recurring theme. Yeah, it's the nature of putting your opinion on the internet. I don't recommend it. And the biggest reason of all is because this show, made in 2001, is actually getting remade at the end of this month. Oh! A whole new remake of the series with a uh, new animation style, but most of the same voice actors. Okay, that's interesting. So people are going to be able to come listen to what a guy who knows absolutely nothing thinks about the first iteration before they get excited for the second iteration coming soon. Exactly! We're topical! Yay! <laughs> I mean, I figured this would be a good time to talk about it as well, because we've talked about a lot of old-school shonen, but never really any old-school shoujo. The closest thing we got was uh, Ore Monogatari, which came out in 2012, I think. I forget the exact date. Or it might have been 2014, I don't know. There's, it's, it's a big kerbobble in my head right now. But the point is, it was recent enough that you don't really understand a lot of the old-school shoujo tropes. 
This show is chock full of them, but not to a super annoying level. Like, you're not going to have flowery backdrops everywhere or super dramatic heavenly sparkles all the time. You're just going to have a lot of some shoujo stuff. Because also, this show is kind of interesting in another regard, Remington. Oh? I suppose you could call it a reverse harem. Oh. Not necessarily as etchy and dramatic as uh, you'd think. I'm just using the term reverse harem to say that the main character is a female, and there's a lot of male characters that possibly have affection towards her, which is where a lot of shoujo shows kind of get their basis. Well, before we get to watching, I just want to say one thing, John. There are no sisters in this show. It better have damn good moe. Oh, I'm sure you'll like it. And with that, Remington, let's go watch some Fruits Basket. Gentlemen, we are back after consuming a grand total of five episodes of Fruits Basket. Remington, I have to be very careful about this because if you decide that you think is this is a horrible fucking show, you are going to have the most angry fangirls coming after you because, Remington, this is a childhood show for so many people, and I'd like to live. All right, well then, let me start right off very immediately by saying this is not a horrible show. Oh, thank fuck. Oh, oh I'm so happy. Asterisk. Oh, God, here it comes. <laughs> I've seen the lights. I can see the weeb gates opening for me, and then they're going to close a bit, then they're going to open a little bit more, and then they're just going to be like, nah, you're going to weeb hell. <laughs> it's it's a little bit complicated, this one. My feelings are mixed. Okay, that's good. It's better than all-out hatred like you had with Fist of the North Star. We still Ugh. occasionally get some angry comments from that. Because they're wrong, and, and Fist of the North Star is so boring. I mean, you're not entirely wrong, but you've got to be careful what you say, Remington. People have opinions on the internet, and it usually gets them killed. Because they can't handle the truth, especially about weeb shit. But we're not talking about the very boring, bland Fist of the North Star. We're talking about Fruits Basket. Yes, no Code Reds and weebdom today. So, Remington, what are your thoughts on Fruits Basket? It is touted as one of the most classic shoujo anime of the early 2000s or late 90s, depending on whether you go by the manga's release date or the anime's release date, and it is usually referred to when we talk about shoujo in the community. All right, Sean, so I have one of my good old mildly convoluted yet pretty accurate metaphors for how I feel about Fruits Basket. If there's a new Maru-chan, Remington, I don't think I could handle two weeks in a row. Don't you worry, there's a Numaru-chan reference coming soon, but it won't be part of this. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. It'll happen during this part of the episode, but it won't happen right now. Oh, good. All right. What is your controversial yet strange metaphor? All right, so, Sean, imagine that you and I, we have fathered a young girl, okay? I want you to imagine that you and I are fathers to a nine-year-old girl, okay? Are we talking adoption or some strange biological mishap? I'll let you fill in the blanks there. I'll let our listeners fill in the blanks there. Don't worry about the details. Please no fan fiction about this. <laughs> I don't think I could handle it. If you want to make Sean and I 
dread every waking moment as well as possibly get read on the podcast just write us some fan fiction it'll go well so sean our nine-year-old girl what's her name sean uh let's call her samantha samantha and so samantha she's very very talented she is very talented at we'll say music she's really talented at music for her age and she has a recital and we go to the recital and she goes all in and for a nine-year-old she is so wildly talented and we're very charmed and it's very good for a nine-year-old this is how i feel about fruits basket it's really good for what it is but if you compared it to other things it obviously can't quite match up but it's still charming in that naive pure way just not in the same way that something that's very very high quality would be okay so what you're saying is it's great for kids but not so great if you're a functioning adult more or less, yeah. And so now I find it very charming, but not necessarily good in relation to other things. Okay, thank God. I thought it was going to be a lot more controversial than, uh, you know, that. Because quite frankly, Remington, that's my opinion of the show. Hey, there's agreement on the podcast? Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love this show. I think it's adorable and it's a great show to show your kids or to share with your family or anything of that nature. And I do enjoy some of the subtler adult themes that they throw in there, which... Now that I say that out loud, that means I'm talking about, that sounds like I'm talking about the fan service, which I'm not. I'm talking about just the idea of dealing with uh, coming of age, grief, and things like that. But then again, I finished the whole show and you've only seen five episodes. But no, that's, that's actually a fairly reasonable opinion for once, Remington. I'm shocked. My opinions, whether good or bad, always have some form of reason, even if it's the kind that everybody hates me for. Nonetheless, there are some things that I thought it did really well, and other things I thought that it did quite poorly. There is some strong pros and cons about Fruits Basket for me. Okay, well, let's start with some of the pros and cons then. What is the first thing that jumps out to you saying that this is a pretty decent show? The first thing, and one of the most charming things, is the reactions. The character reactions might be the single strongest element of the whole show. They're evocative, they're unique, they're charming, they're fun, and it does it better than possibly anything else we have seen so far. Really? The reactions that the characters have between each other are fantastic because a lot of them are over the top, but so many of them are also almost background gags, but they capture the emotion so well and so vividly, while at the same time keeping it very simple. It was a very well done element that really charms you with what they with what they do. Whoa. Uh, you know what, Remington? That is a very astute and reasonable observation. I... I... <sighs> I'm actually shocked, Remington. I thought you were going to have something big and controversial to throw at me that I would have to try and justify. I was going to take aside my usually neutral stance and have to heavily favor the show much more than I usually do to a point where it would be conflicting between the two of us. And I was worried about that. But you're saying things that most people agree are correct with this show. The reactions are fucking amazing. Uh, just the over-the-top emotions and how you understand exactly what each character is based on their reactions alone and you have an idea of how they'll react to just about any situation but the payoff is usually worthwhile 
And to continue with the prose for a bit, I also love how the show is charmingly unironic. It doesn't present itself with any sort of pretension or tongue-in-cheek quality. That being said, it can joke and it can have fun, but what it presents itself as is something quite authentic. And it goes back to that nine-year-old analogy. They are out there bearing it all, going all out with it. And so, sure, sometimes it can get quite melodramatic and a little bit over the top. But the fact that you can see that a lot of heart has been put into it makes it, once again, quite charming. Remington, this is, this is better than I could have hoped for. As soon as I saw your face on the first episode, I thought you were going to be the most grumpy grump to ever grump a grump. Well, and Sean, we have yet to talk about what, of course, I think is the best part of everything. Uh, let me guess. It has something to do with one of the only female members of the Zodiac. Is that correct? You're damn right it does, Sean. It's because with one character, Kagura, when she turns into her boar... Holy cow, it is so adorable. I love it. I was not getting a Moe reaction properly at all. I really thought I would, but the animals just weren't really hitting that spot until the boar. Holy shit, I love the boar. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I like her character a lot in general because she's kind of a great comic relief character as well as she fits her trope really well. But in such a way, you wouldn't predict that she was the boar unless you are really intuitive when it comes to Zodiac-based personalities. And overall, she's a decent character for the brief time that I was able to see her. She's interesting, she's fun, obviously over the top, but that's her point. And then another good character is actually the main character. I think I'm learning that when it comes to the Dere's, the Dere Dere is the one that I enjoy the most because it just has the least amount of bullshit involved. You like the blind positivity of the Dere Dere. Yeah, especially when it's less blind, which in this case it was very blind, but nonetheless, just seeing that optimism, it's a lot more charming than similar underdog person overcomes all the struggles stories that we've seen before. When they're so optimistic about it, then I can't help but root for them, where something like, to use a recent example, Deku from My Hero Academia, he didn't really have me rooting for him a terrible amount because it was more, look how pitiful and sad it is, which just doesn't do a lot for me. Whereas if it's like, yeah, it's a sad tale, but they won't let it stop them, that hits a lot closer to home. And I understand that's an oversimplification of My Hero Academia. Calm down, weebs. We're already getting emails about that first part of My Hero Academia, <laughs> <know>. Remington. <laughs> and we're going to get more now because you just relit the fire underneath it. But so many people understood my points when watching the episode, so watch the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and to talk about the blind dairy dairy thing, it kind of makes sense in a way because if you think about it, Remington, her eyes are so far apart, she has to have vision problems. Oh, those eyes are are a big they're crazy. They are like what was made fun of forever about anime. Yep, nope. That's the early 2000s slice of life shoujo style that quickly faded from popularity because of how many people made fun of it. Uh, there's actually roots in Disney because of uh, from that, believe it or not. Uh, has to do with um, early, early 60s anime and emulating the uh, Disney style with the big, big eyes and over-exaggerated expressions. And it just kind of transferred over 
throughout the years in different forms, and that was just kind of the weird evolutionary point of shoujo-style anime. So the moral of the story is that Steamboat Willie is waifu. Yes. Okay, perfect. Okay, so now I know. That's good to keep in mind. <laughs> yes, yes. Mickey Mouse is the most expensive waifu. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's great because Disney is monopolizing the market on everything we know and love. Yeah, yeah. Please don't come after us, Disney. We're too small to be worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, it's quite an interesting experience overall. Like, I feel like it honestly has some good morals attached to it as well. And I definitely agree. I think overall there's a lot to be very pleased with. Now let's tear it apart mercilessly. Okay, I was waiting for this. I'm putting on my hard hat. I'm getting ready to brace myself against the horde of weebs. Let's do this. I want to stress that the good things are fewer, but really nice. But there are a lot of bad things. Oh no. Okay, let's get right into it. What is the biggest problem with Fruits Basket, Remington? Oh, the biggest problem, that would be difficult to choose one. But if I had to choose a single problem to be the worst one, it would be that I don't give a shit about what is happening. I feel like there's little to no stakes. The pacing has been erratic and all over. The characters, I know who they are, but they still feel like colorful pieces of paper to me despite really trying to exhibit their personalities and despite trying to add nuance it feels very forced the nuance and nothing seems new or interesting or fun or original it's the same things that i have seen so many times and so ultimately because of that lack of stakes because of the not great motivations for many things because of the very predictable story points it is so difficult to care and if i cannot ultimately care about the show then it's difficult to want to keep watching it has great moments but right now that's what this show mostly is for me it is a series of nice moments oof okay you're not wrong but i feel like you have just broken a lot of hearts well, I'm not done yet. Oh, God. When it comes to heart, I mentioned that the show had a whole lot of it. It is packed with heart. Unfortunately, it is not packed with mindfulness, with thought. It is not packed with proper writing or story. It has not thought things through. So we go back to the nine-year-old. Yes, they are trying really hard and good for them. However, they just aren't sure what they're doing and they need to hone their craft. They need to think things through. And that is something that didn't happen. And this is all talking about the more cerebral elements. Let's face it, visually, the animation is bad. The animation is so obviously dated and just not good. It's not very fun to watch. It'll have its nice visual moments, but overall, it is, dare I say, one of the least visually appealing and worst animated anime that we have seen. I feel like you should be less critical of our daughter, Remington. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to learn some way, Sean. She's doing the best she can. She's nine, man. <laughs> Samantha needs to grow, and this is the only way she will. Otherwise, she's going to become a weeb like the rest of you. How could you? <laughs> You're supposed to love her for who she is. 
and I love her for who she is, and who she is is not a weeb. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to discuss our relationship after this. But nonetheless, I feel like the visual style, even though it was poor, it doesn't bother me too much, because I've expressed before, for me, the visuals aren't the most important thing. But I think if you try to believe that you're watching a very well-animated anime then you're sort of lying to yourself at that point. The hilarious thing is, Remington, for the time period, it was about average or on the good side of things. Now, you have shown me old anime, Sean. Oh, yeah. I say And every, every old anime that you've shown me is better animated than this. Even Fist of the North Star? Fist of the North Star, yes. It was at least visually interesting in the background. It was well detailed. Now, I think it was terrible and gray and bland, but this suffers similar pitfalls. It just splashes color around, but ultimately, so often, there's just zero background, and they've just inserted the most basic gradient possible there. That's not interesting. Now, they made interesting visual decisions, and I want to make that clear. There are moments where they will try. However, it still doesn't mean that it's good, and I like them for trying. I think it was interesting. I think it adds to the appeal and to the charm, and thus to why people would like it. But that doesn't mean it's good. Fair points. In in fact, I think the fact that it isn't amazing might make it more charming for most people. You know what? That is actually kind of the truth. Because believe it or not, when people first started watching it, yeah, that's their thought. It looks weird. It looks horrible. It's got a weird amount of space between the eyes. (laughs) Like, super distant. It's like you're looking in two different directions at once, like a chameleon. Uh, But after, like, two episodes, you don't really notice anymore. Which I feel is a good point in its favor. The fact that you can disregard the general ugliness of the character design and art style to enjoy the show for what it is and what it presents itself to you, I feel like that's a big plus because there are some shows that you're watching that you just cannot get past the art style. And I would completely agree with that. As I mentioned, I'm not super into visuals being the most important thing. If they're great, amazing, but I can deal with poor visuals, as I feel like most people can if there's some decent extra backing it up. But I just feel like so far, with the five episodes of Fruits Basket that we've seen, it's had a lot of heart, a lot of charm, but there just hasn't been a lot of substance. And that has been pretty difficult, which makes it difficult for me personally to think that I'd ever want to watch more, I would gladly watch a highlight reel of the show's best moments, and that might be the best way to watch the show, because it has really good moments, but there is a lot that just doesn't add anything and feels like it's wasting my time. There are moments that will be rushed through at an erratic pace. Meanwhile, there are also moments that it'll stay too long, and it'll feel awkward and clunky, just doesn't quite know what it wants to be or what it wants to do. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, I'm liking this discussion, Sir Remington. But the the curious thing about this show is a lot of the reason people really enjoy the show, aside from all of its positive merits, I'm sure you can figure it out. But the fan base has made an inordinate amount of fan 
fiction and fan art and fan creations based on these characters and the show itself. This show is shipping material 101. Almost every single character has a moment with another character that you could distort in some way to feel romantic and you can start a new ship. This show is to blame for Tumblr. This show <laughs> is just the Tumblr incarnate when it comes to shipping. Every character can match with every other character and it's relatively obvious how things are actually going to go. It doesn't look like you're going to have any proper surprises, but it's not about being surprised, it's about creating your own stories, your own what-ifs, as it were. It's similar in this way to, for example, we talked about Sword Art Online. It wasn't the story, but the world that captured people, that kept it in their brains. Similarly, I don't think it's going to be the story that keeps people, for the most part, or at least most people, with Fruits Basket. It's going to be what if these people interacted in these ways instead? And because that thought is going to be a recurring one in people, then it's going to have fond feelings, even if they are generated by us more than the show itself. That is a fair point. But I will say this. You've only seen five episodes, and people are likely to get angry at me for only showing you five episodes of an older anime. Because something I've quickly realized, Remington, when it comes to older anime, uh, pre-2005, let's say... They didn't know how to tell stories yet. Oh, God! <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. First of all, no. Go fuck yourself. Cowboy Bebop is amazing no matter what you say. <laughs> the issue is, pacing in the earlier time period was a lot more drawn out and a lot slower. And therefore, the idea of showing you three episodes, the three episode rule doesn't apply as easily to these older anime, which, yes, is a problem for people who consume inordinate amount of anime, like m myself. And actually, you, now. Oof. <laughs> Think about it, Remington. You've seen more anime than you've seen classic films at this point. Could you never repeat anything like that again? You haven't even seen Star Wars. <laughs> I am a savage. See, now, now you're going to get my own people who, who aren't weebs attacking me. Now I'm attacked from both sides. <laughs> yeah, hey, if I can be attacked by both sides, you especially can be attacked by both sides. Damn. <laughs> But yeah, you know more about anime than you do about most sci-fi films. <laughs> that is accurate, but it always comes down to there are better options. And this is where I have my final, final thesis about Fruits Basket. My final thoughts, my final stance. Should I be sharpening my pitchfork or bringing out the bouquet of roses? Well, it's twofold, so we'll have to see. So sharp roses, got it. <laughs> First of all, I think that Fruits Basket is worthwhile, especially for what it has done and its influence for the shoujo genre, especially just in many people's childhood. It is impactful, not even for what it is, but rather for what it has done. So if you want to see something that has influenced the medium and influenced the genre then yeah, it's going to be worthwhile. But I don't think that it's the best thing to watch in of itself. I believe there are better options. Which brings me to my second major point. 
when looking at it, when looking at all of the charm, the heart that it has, and of course, the cute girls doing cute things, the moe within it, if that is what you're looking for, then I have a better solution. What's your solution? Umaru-chan. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Umaru-chan. Granted, you don't get the shipping, so if that's what you're after, then maybe watch your name instead. That will get just enough. You but... did not just compare Umaru-chan and your name in the same sentence. No, they, they are separating the two avenues. If you're in for the charm and the heart while also it being lighthearted and silly, then Umaru-chan. If you're in for the very cute love and romance, then you go your name. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure novel, except it's for options that are better to watch than Fruits Basket, depending on your preferences. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you! You cannot just take someone's childhood anime of choice, their shoujo dream show, and then compare it with uh, arguably one of the best anime movies of all time, and then Umaru-chan. Like, that's a three-way comparison that should not exist. You're right, there is one missing element, because I have the cute romance, I have the charm silliness, but what I don't have is an option to replace the shipping potential. So I guess for that one, I'm just gonna throw Toradora in there or something. So then you can ship some more and then you'll have that. It It's a lot better. And then it also appeases some of the weebs like you. So all three of those are better to watch for whatever you may want than Fruits Basket. I feel like you just made a backhanded compliment to Toradora. You're welcome, Sean. Oh, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> fuck our listeners. I'm gonna kill you. It's gonna, it's about to happen. This podcast is just an experiment on which one of us will be driven to kill the other first. And frankly, it could go either way, and it could go any day. <laughs> That's actually how we first met now that I think about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> we were actually just two hitmen. We were given lists and each other were on it. And so we actually both turned around guns to our faces and we were like, wait, am I on your hit list? You're on my hit list. Oh my God. We have so much in common. You know, that was a movie in the early 2000s, right? Uh, but of course, I'm Mr. Very and Mrs. Smith. It was not good. Is that how we, is, is that how we got Samantha? <laughs> <laughs> It all comes full oh, circle. Because so, the hit wasn't killing each other. It was to hit it. Hey, hey. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. We're the worst parents. <laughs> oh, Samantha. You poor, poor soul. But hey, on the bright side, we can at least show our daughter Fruits Basket. Oh, or better anime. <laughs> so I have one more thing I need to ask you before we wrap things up then, Remington. Uh... This show is being remade at the end of April. Oh, boy. What do you think that'll bring? I actually think that that might be exactly what it needs. I genuinely think that a lot of my major gripes, and boy, are there many, could be fixed by trying it again. If they're able to capture that charm, that spirit, that essence of the thing while fixing all of the many logistical issues, then I think it could actually be really good. I mean, the first thing that I've seen, all of the sneak peeks in the cover poster, it already looks way better. It still has that Fruits Basket style to it, you know, the bigger eyes and things like that, but they actually have proper proportions and they look like people, which is kind of good. When it comes to anime remakes, I think Fruits Basket is actually a great contender 
because it needs improvement on everything that a remake should and can improve upon. Meanwhile, it has a good essence, which is exactly what you want in a remake. So hopefully, uh, when we come back to it, because we are going to do an episode on the new Fruits Basket. Part of the reason I did this episode right now is to kind of get you prepared for that. So a few months down the line, once we actually cover it, we are once again topical, which I love being because it means people will actually care more about us <laughs> uh, until, you know, it's a few months later and nobody gives a shit. But that's besides the point. It'll also be an interesting study on what a good remake can be or, God forbid, what a bad remake could be like. And for you people who only listen to the dub, good news, Toru is being voiced by Laura Bailey again, and I'm so excited. <laughs> you are just such a Laura Bailey fanboy. Can you blame me? <laughs> She's frickin' Jaina Proudmore. How can I turn away? Oh, Sean. I'm not usually a big proponent of dubs because a lot of them do it poorly, but if it's got Laura Bailey, I'm all in. I am hopeful, optimistic, but not very excited. <laughs> okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. Fingers crossed that when you guys listen to this and when the show itself comes out, it's going to be amazing. Because otherwise, when we come back to Fruits Basket, you're going to hear a, a very, very sad Sean. And I don't want to be sad. I like my silly shoujo bullshit. But if you hear sad Sean, then maybe you'll hear a very happy Remington. I don't think anybody wants that Remington. <laughs> nobody, nobody enjoys my happiness. They all just want to see me torn down. <laughs> Which, thankfully, I didn't have to attempt to do this time around. You actually had reasonable and understandable opinions about a very old and dated show. Which is good, because I was worried I was going to have to bring out every single positive point I could think of, which, there are quite a few, but when we argue it, it's bad for Samantha when we fight. Yeah, we, we need to, we really need to figure out our problems and differences for Samantha. In fact, I figured out the best way we can uh, really work out our problems. Oh, Let's watch some more anime, Remington. <laughs> Before we go, Remington, I have to ask, you want to watch some more Fruits Basket with me? Maybe in the background. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If for some reason you enjoyed our in-depth discussion on childhood memories, feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or... If you want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And we've seen some of your guys' reviews. They're very flattering. Thank you guys very much. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or a recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and don't fuck your sister.